Welcome to Tenant Talk, a show for small business owners to find inspiration and exchange ideas around growing and operating a small business. I think oh, it's easy to receive referrals, but it's really hard to ask for a referral. We explore challenges all businesses face, from hiring your first employee, to leasing your first space, to scaling your business through marketing and sales, and everything in between. You're actually giving to others first, offering referrals to them first before you have um, a need that you're going to come to them for an ask. You'll find it here on Tenant Talk. Hi, welcome to Tenant Talk. I'm Bill Singer, and we're so pleased to have you join us today. We're going to be talking about, on today's episode, the value of referrals and how that can really help make your business grow. Joining me today is Christina May from Illuminate. Christina, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for inviting me back, Bill. Referrals are such an important part of any business. It doesn't matter what business you're in. And most people don't know a lot about referrals besides, okay, somebody referred you to me, that's fantastic. But if you ever really thought about how to ask for a referral or, you know, how to handle a referral or even to be someone who connects people together. So I'm excited to dive into the topic today. And I think you're an expert at connecting people. So why don't you talk about Ken Wood's philosophy around referrals? Yeah, absolutely. So referrals to us come about in so many different forms and fashion. Uh, In one respect, um, we have gotten tenants uh, from our properties as a result of referrals from other tenants. They've heard that we're a fair landlord and they want to be in a property that, um, that they feel comfortable with a landlord. Similarly, um, we've had many, many referrals from leasing brokers. Leasing brokers often bring us tenants. And from a leasing broker's perspective, they want to work with a landlord who is um, easy to work with, responsive, quick, supportive of their tenants. Um, They want effectively their customer, who's who's the tenant or the prospect at the time, to just have a good experience. And by word of mouth amongst the brokerage community, they hear about what the experience will be with us. So referrals are so important there. And then for us, the third component with investors, when we've been successful for our investors, where we paid them promptly, where we paid them what we promised we were gonna do, they often refer their friends uh, to us and they become future investors. So for us, the referral um, business has been a key foundation, like a key block of what we've needed to grow Kenwood management um, throughout the years. How about you for Illuminate? How have you found referrals to influence your business? Uh, Referrals have definitely been a major influence for us and for our clients. And normally it is one of your top sources of new business is referrals. Though for us it's a little bit different. Because of the type of work that we do, a lot of times the referrals that we receive are usually someone who's referring someone that they know that's not a competitor or in their industry. (laughs) Because we are a marketing communications firm and we work with technology, we give our clients a strategic advantage that they don't want anyone to know about. So sometimes it feels like our referrals are distant referrals because of that. So unlike in your case where somebody would be, say, 
a tenant and they would tell somebody else, hey, this is a great landlord, they worry less about the type of business that they're in. In our case, um, we are more of a kept secret um, in that regard. But referrals are really important. The other place that we get referrals is in employment. Um, we'll have employees refer people to work at our company, which is the ultimate compliment. So what about you? Do you ever get any employment referrals? We do. Um, we do absolutely, and I agree with you 100%. Often the employee referral ends up being some of the best employees that we've had in our, in our organization through the years. And interestingly enough, just going back to the bigger concept of referrals, that's how you and I met. Um, uh, you were referred to us by actually a software development company. Um, one thing I would like to also point out about referrals um, is that there are many elements to you know, finding the right match with a referral. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's important certainly to know something about the company or the individual that's being referred to you, but ultimately still I think finding the right fit, finding the right chemistry is so important. So um, looking for more than one referral in a related um, for a related vendor or employee I think is so important because that chemistry piece is so critical. What do you think? Oh, I absolutely agree. And I think the thing that I really want to um, maybe dive in a little bit more, some people are really comfortable with referrals and some people aren't. So um, maybe we can go into talking about uh, asking for referrals. I think oh, it's easy to receive referrals, but it's really hard to ask for a referral. So how do you ask for referrals, Bill? Yeah, so good question. I, I think that um, when you're looking for referrals, it's often um, a buildup at that point of your actually giving to others first, offering referrals to them first before you have um, a need that you're going to come to them for an ask. Um, so you start to establish yourself actually as a connector, as somebody who enjoys connecting people, connecting businesses together. And when you establish that platform, um, I find that people are very willing to give back to, to recognize um, what you uh, are doing, how you're helping them. They want to return that back. And then being a connector, I mean, I can see someone misinterpreting that and thinking, oh, okay, I'm, I'm selling people back and forth. And, and it's, it's not that at all. Or do you have any tips that you could give someone that's just kind of starting out, maybe slightly shyer, maybe doesn't have, you know, years of connections that they can put together? Yeah, so I think that it's just, um, it's important. I think it's so easy to want um, to wanna just help people and not expect something back for it. Um, so if you're just starting out, um, and you go to, for example, you go to a convention or you go to a business networking event and you meet people there, um, you'll start to build a network effectively and you'll start to recognize certain clues of what people are looking for or in need of. Um, and then, in addition to that, just sometimes ask questions. Oftentimes, I'll find when I want to be um, when I want to be a connector for somebody is I'll ask them wh either what's your pain point, 
what do you need, or what are you looking for? Is there somebody out there that, um, that I could refer business to you or an introduction to you? Um, and you could know nobody, but if you just go armed with those two questions, you're going to get valuable information that, that then you can turn around and, and try to help connections be made. So, Bill, when you're connecting people, obviously, if someone has, say, a broken window and someone sells windows, you would put those two individuals together because the pain point matches up. But what other, let's say, intangible things or emotional things do you look at when connecting two people together outside of a problem and solution? Yeah, so very good point. So, um, and it certainly depends on the specific situation. If it's somebody who is just looking to have work done in some fashion, um, those are very simple, as you pointed out. Somebody fixes windows, somebody um, who has a need for that. But when you're making a referral for something that's going to be kind of a longer term relationship, something where um, uh, somebody's going to be working with you on, on an extended basis or on various projects, then I think other elements come into play. Um, what's the, if it's a business, kind of what's the perspective of the business owners? Do they have a long-term perspective? Do they have a short-term perspective? Are they looking to, how are they looking to grow their business? What's their focus long-term? And then certainly thinking about the chemistry, the personalities of the people that you want to work with and, and match up become very, very important. So I think those are, those are some of the most critical things in my mind. Fantastic. And I know sometimes when it comes to referrals, you know, we've been talking about networking and in-person referrals, but there's other types of referrals as well. So it, sometimes it has nothing to do with going to meeting somebody. Sometimes those referrals happen digitally especially since we are, you know, further from each other, maybe, um, or may you do a business that is not so geographically located in a very tight community, your larger community is much further, a lot like the Kimwood community. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I think you're touching upon um, a tremendous opportunity for individuals, for business owners, uh, and social media to pick up on the fact that you have a platform that you've established. Um, so many people think of that platform and focus the camera effectively inwardly, either on them or on their business, and they're promoting what their business is doing. We've, um, at Kenwood, and um, we've looked at how do we support the Kenwood community through our social platform and the various channels that our social media reside on. So we, by that, what I mean is we have focused um, some of that effort actually on our tenants. Why not promote them, help their business grow? We do that for our employees as well to recognize work anniversaries, um, special interests that they might have. So I've actually found that focusing outwardly to other individuals, to other businesses, have been a great way to refer things to people. And I couldn't agree more selfishly. This is our expertise, but uh, I think that you really need to look at the marketing side of your business. And particularly in that customer-centric communication, we focus so much on the lead generation side that we really, once the sale ends, we don't nurture that relationship. And that's what Kenwood does so well 
is continually nurturing that relationship, not from a transactional perspective, but actually deepening the connection that you have with your customers. And by doing that, you are naturally bringing to you know, your opportunities that will surface because that conversation continues. And those surfaced opportunities are digital word of mouth referrals, essentially. So by really taking a look at your marketing program and the progression of all the way through the customer life cycle from, you know, initial, you know, total stranger, all the way through the, the marketing cycle, hand off into sales, actually become a customer. But the journey doesn't end when someone becomes a customer. And you have the opportunity there as well to really continue that conversation, change how you're marketing to your customer. Not only can you have other opportunities, but they will bring other opportunities for you. And you can't, don't be afraid to ask. I think that's one of the things that most small businesses that we've seen, they're just afraid to ask for the referral. Great to receive, but you know, you can also ask for it too. Um, and it provides clarity. Uh, it's in order to say something, someone, I need this. Everyone's pretty helpful, actually, is what you'll find out, not just in person, but also digitally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like in our business, Christina, um, since we do a lot of work with contractors who do work at properties, we have gotten actually some of our best contractors from referrals of other contractors that we've enjoyed working with and have had a good relationship with. And I think they take the approach of, gee, I'm not going to refer somebody to a client that I really like unless I trust this other individual. Um, so we've gotten some, um, some of our best relationships have all been established that way. What I also find so interesting about this topic, and it goes back to something that we talked about uh, in one of our earlier episodes where we were talking about the book, The Go-Giver, mm -hmm. the book written by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And um, one, of the, uh, one of the key principles there is the law of influence. Uh, and that law specifically says that um, your influence is determined by how many people you, you reach out and serve. And that is so important in business. Um, and I'm glad we had the opportunity to kind of tie that back um, uh, in this discussion. Absolutely. Well, if you were to give a takeaway for you know, a small business owner who's just getting started out into referrals, what would be one key tip that you would give them? Yeah, just be, be ready to be a giver. Be ready to um, let people realize that you can be so much more than whatever business you specifically are providing. If people think about you as, as this connector role, you'd be absolutely amazed how many opportunities might come your way that you never expected. You might be heading down the road in your business thinking, you know, I'm, I'm selling widgets or whatever it happens to be, but then all of a sudden an opportunity comes up that you never would have thought of, might be somewhat related to what you do, and it brings you down a different road, but all of a sudden you realize, wow, I, I can be so much more and I can be very successful in doing that. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Tenant Talk today. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. You've learned a few things, gotten a few insights. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your feedback. So like us, if you have a comment, any suggestions on future topic, please let us know. There's a link below. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Christina, thank you so much for joining us again today. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of Tenant Talk.